he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your 
kindness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll... Come to Victory Christian Fellowship, where we experience God's benefits and inherit his promises, which I switched around the words, but the same happens. We <laughs> promises and blessings, we get them all. So welcome each and every one. Join us in worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
Yeah. 
worthy of our glory, our honor, praise, thanksgiving, power, and dominion belong to you, Jesus. You are the soon and coming King. Oh, we bless your holy name. We thank you that you gave us the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you speak to us now. And we have ears to hear what you say. Precious, precious and valuable. You are my prized jewels, my treasure. Oh, my children, listen. Listen to the sound of my love. My love is flowing freely and fully into you and through you. I sing, I sing songs of deliverance over you. Do you hear me? Listen. I am singing songs of victory and deliverance over you. You are precious. You are my prized jewel. You are my treasure. I love you. Listen to the sound of my love freely and fully flowing through you and in you. I love you, my children. I love you. I love you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, worship team. You may be seated. Woo! It's hot up here today. We've got the fire of the Holy Ghost flowing out there to all of you. God bless you. It is good to see each one of you here. Our pastors are celebrating. Malika and Kelly's graduation from Rama. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that this time, follow my notes from Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Yes, we do the confession now. And our confession is up there, so we'll say it together. Just make sure. Okay. So we'll say it together. Our victory comes through faith in God. And obedience to his word. The Lord does marvelous things for us. And by his right hand and holy arm, we gain the victory. The Lord makes us victorious wherever we go. Our victory comes to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are thankful to him. We overcome our accuser, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and we do not fear death. Because I am born of God, I overcome the world. My victory over the world is my faith in Jesus as the Son of God. As an overcomer, I partake of eternal life, and I am rescued from... As an overcomer, I partake of God's heavenly bread... 
and I have power over the nations. As an overcomer, I am clothed in pure white, and my name is written in the book of life. In all these things, we are more than victorious through him who loved us. We are persuaded that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present or things to come, hostile powers, height or depth, or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is living and active. Woo! Okay, are you standing, you stand up here with me? Okay, he's standing up here with me. Wonderful. Now it's time for the, to talk about the offering. We do have a special guest with us, so your offering for the guest, you can just simply put guest. And then VCF puts it all together in one check. We have two places that you can put your offering. There's one over there by the bookstore. We call it a seed planter. There's a sign on it. And there's one in the hallway where you came in. So God bless you for bringing your tithes and offerings today. And we thank God for giving us seed time and harvest time. Amen. Okay, Kids Life is next. So kids, we have Kids Life today. Stephen is a teacher upstairs. And someone's in there with the toddlers or they're going up. Nate. Okay, the two brothers. Mighty and powerful. Amen. So kids, you are dismissed. And now, the moment we have been eagerly anticipating, our family, Stephen and Beverly Hoffman, I tell you, I jumped for joy when I saw them. It has been a long time since we saw them. And like Brother Stephen said, it's like a family reunion. Yes. So I have this, like, bio to read about you guys. You ready? (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read the script here. You let me know, okay? You, uh, Beverly and Stephen Hoffman, are both graduates from Christ for the Nations. They have been married 37 years. Quick calculation. They're almost at 38, praise the Lord. In June, wonderful, glory, glory. They have four daughters and six grandchildren. Almost seven. They're moving forward and multiplying. It's been 28 years since Stephen's first trip to Kenya. He said, that's good to know. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. About 20, 1993, is that correct? Uganda. It was Uganda and Kenya. Don't forget Uganda because that's, that's your main heart, right? Yes. And it says you've had a missions heart ever since. They're a good team. Now, they served on long and short-term missions in Guyana at Bless the Children Home, which we're familiar with here. Thank you so much for blessing the kids at Bless the Children Home in Guyana. Haiti, India. India was my first time to go out in faith and say, I'm sponsoring with the girls group that I was leading a village. Sometimes the spirit of the Lord, as you know, just moves upon you and you hear yourself saying things. <laughs> so I'm going to give a testimony. I didn't have the money to sponsor a village. But in that moment, the Lord quickened that to me and, and said, tell them you'll sponsor the first village. So I told them. And so the testimony is, you know, the girls and I, we had opportunity to have some fundraisers. But the $700, we weren't even halfway there. And then the Lord sends someone that I don't know, calls the church because they know Bless the Children Home. And they wanted to give money towards the orphanage. And the lady said, is there any other things that you need money for at your church? And Pastor Fiona said, yes, we're sponsoring a village in India. People who have never heard the name of Jesus. And that woman who I don't even know her name. She gave the full amount so that that village was sponsored. So that's my testimony today of how the Lord just needs us to say yes. And then we have faith and trust and we keep moving forward. And he brings all that we need along the way. And I'm sure you have many testimonies of that. Kenya and Uganda, which we mentioned before. Okay, so it's obvious that Beverly and Stephen's hearts are to see the gospel taken to unreached people groups. They are missionaries, as we have said. They are also board members of VCF, which we thank you for serving VCF in that way. Thank you very much. We appreciate that, and God bless you. Powerful evangelists. Yes. Uh, and they are mentors and friends. And like we started out, they're family. So welcome to today's family reunion with Stephen and Beverly Hoffman. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Does somebody here love Jesus this morning? How many here really love Jesus this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It is true. It's like a family we come here. We're Beverly and I like a family. We go way back. We go back to Fiona's father, which is a whole other story of my relationship with him. And when the Holy Spirit told us to go to India and do these outreaches in villages, this was the first, you were the first person who said, I will send you. Praise God. In this remote village, we were that far in wherever we were. The pastor himself, the host pastor, said, we're at the ends of the earth. Wow. Remember that, Beverly? The end of, <clears throat> we had more miracles and more healings. And it's in time. I'm glad you said that because 
the message today is out of Acts chapter 3 of a lame man being healed. And during that three-day outreach, a Hindu woman stood up on her porch. She could hear a foreigner's voice. And she stood up and she walked. She couldn't walk. And she heard the name of Jesus. She heard his name and she, she wasn't even a Christian. And she stood up and began to walk. And her sons, and I probably shared this 17 and a half times since I'm here. But that was at that village outreach during that time. Miracle after miracle after miracle and healing after healing. I could be here the rest of the time talking about that outreach that was supported by this church. Can someone say praise the Lord? And I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, today, and forever. He still saves. He still heals. He still works miracles. He knows you by name. He knows the, the hairs of your head. All right, man. Hallelujah. Amen. I love her. Praise God. He's just as merciful, just as loving. This is a dispensation of grace. He's on the throne. Think of Jesus now, how glorious he is. Nail-scarred hands, name above every name. He's seated all authority, all glory, all heaven worships him. He's here by spirit right now with us. And I'm not ashamed to tell you I'm an evangelist and I love the Lord. Amen. So we're here for the glory of God. Amen. So get ready. Your, your situation, if you're dealing with something this morning, it's never too late. It's never too hard for God. Amen. That man was laying for 40 years. You may be dealing with something for 40 years. It's never too late. Amen. Because the power is in the name of Jesus. Amen. There's power in that name. And that's the name and Peter says, faith in that name has made this man whole. So the, the message is faith in the name. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. I want to introduce. They say beside every uh, good man is a great woman. I got a great woman. So Beverly's going to come and share a little bit, updates on missions. And then I will share the Word of God out of Acts chapter 3. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm spread out this morning. God bless you all. It has been a while since we have been here. I don't know what your week has been like, but um, sometimes we... We look back over our past week and we say, whew, I need to take a deep breath. So I'm going to encourage you all, just take a deep breath and allow the presence of God to just saturate your being today. I always want to give honor to the Word of God first. And so <clears throat> the Lord laid on my heart this morning one of my favorite chapters, Psalms. 34, I'm just going to read the first four verses. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. 
The humble shall hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Amen. God is good. God is faithful. So, to those of you, I know there's some people here that have never met us. Um, We were in Uganda last year until Corona kicked us out, and we had to come back to the U.S. We were supposed to be there for three months and landed up, we're only there seven weeks. Anyway, so we have been through things in the past year since we're back, and Steve and uh, our friend J.C. Ebersole will be returning to Uganda for a short trip, June 7th to the 22nd. So I'm going to give you a little backstory of what we've been doing since then. We've been keeping in direct communication every Thursday. Um, Steve, uh, I have a little part of it, but he does the main part. We do a video chat with three of the uh, pastors that are there. Is there a picture? Oh, good. You guys are with it. Um, so every Thursday we get together with these guys on, uh, on a video chat. So I'm going to introduce and, and talk about the three of them. Pardon my back here. To our extreme left is Baroha. Baroha, we just met these three, um, these four people, we just met them when we were there last uh, February. Uh, Baroha is a graduate of YWAM. Do you all know what YWAM is, Youth with a Mission? Excuse me. So, Baroja is a graduate of YWAM, and he has the real heart of an evangelist. And he's also um, an agriculturalist, I guess would be a a title for him. Um, He is from Rwanda, and he is our main... Communicator. I promised you all, I think it was yesterday that we're going to. To our pastors, but Baroja is our main communicator. I'm just going to put this out there. He has just met a woman in Rwanda, which is his home country, and he really senses the Lord wants him to marry her. Her father is asking for, I think it's eight cows. They have to have an exchange of, is it the dowry, it's called. So um, we've been investigating that each cow is worth like $250, $300, U.S. dollars. And her father wants eight. So he's really believing for a miracle. So if anybody would like to donate a cow, <laughs> please feel free to do that. He's a really dear man, and he's a man of integrity. We're, we are able to trust him. We are um, helping to finance um, all three of the men, and he is very responsible with finances. So the one um, on the extreme right now, let's go to Pastor Francis, and his wife is seated, uh, Robina. So Pastor Francis... Um, I don't know if you all were aware of the civil war that took place in South Sudan. So they, they fled to northern Uganda, 
and with nothing. Many of them just had the clothing that they were wearing. So Pastor Francis and his wife, they have a horrific story, especially um, his wife, of what they went through. But Pastor Francis, he has a real pastor's heart, and he was the first one to organize um, uh, refugees that had come from Sudan to begin churches. And in the midst of COVID last year, he planted two new churches in the refugee camp. And we have been to this, these refugee camps. It's called Rhino Camp. If you would see the way they live, it, you would be thankful for the clothing that you're wearing and the food that you eat every day. They have nothing, but God supplies them. Then in the middle is uh, Reverend Mawa, and he pastors um, churches, the church in the refugee camp. And he is very much of a community leader. He knows how to bring leadership together. Um, He will be starting two Bible training centers uh, for literacy. Um, Am I getting that right? Bible training centers. Okay. Um, So his goals, these are his goals. He wants to teach the people that came from South Sudan they're illiterate. So first he wants to teach them to read and write. And it's called the, I think they pronounce it body, the body language. He wants to take a year and teach them how to read and write. And then the next year he wants to teach them English. I don't know how he's going to do that in a year, but God's grace is always there. And then the following year, he wants to teach them the curriculum of AABS, which is African Association of Bible Schools. This is the Bible school curriculum that we took there to the refugee camp when we were there. So um, that's, those are literacy centers that he wants to, um, that he wants to start. And he is asked, well, Steve and, and the pastors came up with a, um, a budget of $350 to start these 700, I mean, to start these seven literacy centers. They don't have anything. So they'll need chalkboards, all the things that you would need for school supplies. And um, so this is how, you know, God can continue the work even though we can't be there in person. And so it's just amazing what God has done um, in this past year and when I hear Steve talking with these pastors on the video chat I mean they are laughing and having a great time and I have to say this Steve is really discipling them and I think Steve is actually starting the churches through these pastors and so it's a real blessing to see their spiritual growth they want to be mentored And so Steve's purpose in um, going this time, June 7th through the 22nd, will be to really help to establish those Bible training um, centers and to give leadership to the, the men and women that so desire it. So thank you so much for your willingness to give and support us and love us and make us feel like we're really family here. God bless you.
did a great job. Give her a hand. Clap. Great job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a quick introduction. I'm going to give you a video. Uh, on Tuesday, in the Effort Air, we attend uh, Effort Community Church when we're in the U.S. and we're involved also, particularly Beverly, with uh, the prayer, 24-7 prayer gateway there in Effort and during Tuesday, Beverly gave me, I worked, I worked a lot. I also worked, worked a blue-collar trade. I was tired. I turned 64 in April. Give me a break. So, amen. So, but I feel like I'm 28 inside. Amen. So, Beverly called, you need to come to Gateway. You know, it's just like renewal is happening at Gateway, praise God. You, you know there's renewal happening all around us. More people being saved and healed right now in Lancaster, Lebanon County than in years. It's happening. It's it, 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 there is revival. Whether we see it, it, it's happening. It's happening. And Beverly, you need to come. You need to come. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I text you back. I forget what I said. Like, I said thanks, but no thanks. Because I'm making something on the stove, and don't don't interfere with my food. You can do a lot of things in life with me, but you start touching my grub, you're gonna see Steve Hoffman. Yeah, the other guy. Said, thanks for no thanks, but the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Spirit. And something was up inside of me. And, and what happened was there was a young couple going to Uganda from the group there, from Gateway Leadership. They're going to spend a few weeks in Uganda. And something rose up inside of me. He said, Wait a minute, that's my nation. You're not just, I'm, I'm going too. You're not, God called me that nation. And I had this like inside of me. So I jumped in my Suburban. I drove out there to the Gateway, you know. I just put on more cologne. Forget the shower. Just, just powder on, anoint me, Jesus. Put on the cologne and jumped in the Suburban. And there I was. And I'm going to, I'm sorry, i got to say this, Beverly. She, she's like, you know, stay with the plan. I get off in this, like an entertainment thing. But I talked to some of my best friends from ECC. And I put my arm up because we were like all sitting like this. I put my arm over. I said, I didn't take a bath today. I said, as a matter of fact, I didn't take a bath for two days. And he looked at me and said, you smell like an African. He said, hallelujah. Anyway, so be it. That's that. So anyway, um, they're, they're, they're leaving. As we were praying, huh, wow. Woo. Huh. As we're praying for this young team going out, this young guy, I mean, he's really a young guy. He don't know nothing about nothing. And he starts prophesying over them. And he said that there's going to be a river of healing happening in Uganda. <clears throat> and I know that. That's, and, and that's what's happening. Signs and wonders. God is pushing on us. Even in our personal times between Beverly and I, we're renewing our commitment to healing. Because Jesus, the theologian said, did two things. I say he did three things. He preached the kingdom, preached the gospel. One, he healed the sick. He made disciples. Okay. Jesus healed the sick. He's a healing spirit. And, and he's here right now to heal us this morning. And so we renewed our lives to this healing. There's a river. And I enjoyed your songs earlier. This first two songs about the river and jumping in the streams. And there's that, that river. Wants to, Jesus wants to pour out his spirit and healing. He wants to heal you and heal others. More than we would ever know. And so... I want to give to you Peter and John and the layman this morning. And just, just soak it in this morning, okay? So we're going to run a video. I'm going to preach a little bit on this. And then we want to see another, have an end video about a woman being healed. Just, just a 
maybe about two weeks ago. You know how it looks when a genuine healing really looks? I'm telling you. It's, it's, I can't hold my tears back anymore. It's so powerful. So just relax. Enjoy the morning. And be healed. <laughs> Amen? Enjoy Jesus. And see yourself. God using you. To bring his healing grace. To this community. Amen. Let's run it, guys. Rise up and walk. Amen. Hmm? Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, there's many interpretations of what that looks like. 
To me, that's a little bit mild. <laughs> In my world, you know, he didn't just say, look at us. I think Peter said, look at us. In the name, I bet, I bet he was a little bit more, in my interpretation, a little more bold. But that's fine. You get the picture. I, but what I like about that is you heard the shofar blow. Saying healing is now. Come, worship me. Come into the temple and worship me. He now could enter in and worship Jesus in the temple. Amen? Huge. God wants you there. God wants you at his temple. God wants you at his place. Amen? God wants us healed. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, let's just turn to Acts chapter 3. Just want to read a little bit of this this morning. We're going to honor God's word and read out of Acts chapter 3. When you read this story, you got to read a lot of verses and that's just how it is. But I want, to, I want to refresh your memory on this healing and give a little bit of information about this. Because I believe I did preach on this maybe a year or two ago here. But this is a different slant. I want to talk about a little bit about post-healing. What ha- happened after he was healed and pertained to our day today. How is going to look like? Harvest time. Amen. Mm. If you had Acts chapter 3. I think it's also significant that he was healed at the hour, at the third hour. Or the ninth hour, excuse me, ninth hour, which is 3 o'clock p.m. And they, they put in here, Acts 3, is the healing of the miracle. God, I'm into numerology, like God's numbers. There is a, there's a greatness of God with numbers. And 3 is very significant of healing. Also, the theologians would call it the law of first mention when something's first mentioned in the Bible. And this is the first healing under the new covenant. This is the first healing under the blood of covenant, the new will of Jesus Christ. The first healing. Do you know what the first healing was in the entire Bible? The very first one? I think it's in Genesis when Abraham prayed for someone who was barren. I think that was the very first healing. Prayer. And here we have Peter and John going to the temple to what? Pray. Were they going to the temple to do healing? They were going to the temple to pray. Amen? But to the lame, there's a name. (laughs) And to the man, there's a lamb. Hallelujah. And you take the word lame and take the word lamb... You take the E off and put the B on. It's no longer lame, it's lamb. You ever think of the word, the English word is lamb. What we need is the lamb of God to take away our lameness. Amen. And I know I'm playing with numbers. Hang on here. I mean, letters, excuse me. But you take away the E and the B, you put B and E together, it's B. Be healed. Be delivered. Be saved. Be blessed. Be happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's what the gospel is all about. And here we have Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. The ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate 
of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who enter the temple. I just want to say right, right here, Peter and John were going to the prayer meeting. They weren't coming out. Amen. They were going to pray. Praying in the temple. Let me ask you something. Where do you pray? Hey, if we want to see these miracles and see Jesus move through these things, if Christianity is not just a mere entertainment center or just something we do on the side, but if we really want a personal relationship with this miracle worker and we know the rhema of God and we know the dunamis of God in us to the miracle working power of Jesus Christ in you, that is so real and so true. And if we really want it, let's go and pray. (laughs) Church, let's have a place to pray. Where's your place? Hmm? Where do you, where do we pray? Where's your temple? Vital. Woo! The thing with Peter, listen, I I can't explain all this. I just know a little bit about it. I can't explain it. But Peter lived in the essence of Jesus. Peter lived in the essence of the name of Jesus. Oh, I could say it's hard because we live different than they did in the East. The Eastern, the Eastern thing, he, he lived, he meditated, he ate, he slept, his friends, everything revolved around the name of Jesus. So when he saw the lame man, it just flowed out of him. May we understand how to live in the essence of his name. Faith of his name. Faith, faith, faith. In the name of Jesus. Peter understood that. His life, his conduct was the essence of his name. You see. And so, Peter had a place to pray. Saints, we need a place to pray. I don't know where it is. Today, the temple is the church building. We're, we're, you know, you have special prayer meetings. You have daily, weekly prayer meetings. Ah, woo. Pray. You don't know what, how God will use you or the miracles will come through you or what's going to happen. This one miracle, 5,000 men committed their lives to Christ. All they did was two men to go to pray. <laughs> You'll never know what happens when we pray. Hallelujah. I'm encouraging you. Have a place to pray. We will go no further than our prayers. So I'm encouraging us, let's pray. Where do you pray? Where do you pray? Do it. Do it. Amen. And who do you pray with? Peter had a John and John had a Peter. Amen. They were prayer partners. They did, hey, let's pray. Who do you want to pray with? Who are you going to text? Let's go pray. Who are you going to call? Let's go pray. Let's get our prayer partners. Let's get our community to pray. Let's get our place to pray. Amen. That's not overshadowed, just a miracle. Let's say there was something happening behind the scenes why this miracle was. It just don't happen. Amen. They had a prayer meeting. And I believe, now this is just Steve Hoffman. I believe the angel, John's angel and Peter's angel were like, hey, look at my, they're going to go pray again. Hallelujah. You know, like we're going to score points with God, right? But the angel, hey, look, they're praying. They knew. But allow me to say this. I believe the Holy Spirit knew they were going to go to pray. Oh, they're going to go to prayer now. They had a pattern. They had a lifestyle of prayer and love for each other. So that the Holy Spirit said, they're going to go to pray. And as they're going to go to pray, you watch what I'm going to do. 
Can, can the Holy Spirit predict you? <laughs> I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to condemn you or put you... No, I'm just encouraging you. The Holy Spirit wants to see that pattern of the essence of your faith in the name of Jesus. So that He will use you to do extraordinary things. You understand? Go pray. And the Holy Spirit says, yeah, they're going to go pray. Okay, they're going to go to pray. Now I'm going to do this. You watch. You want your first stay? You know what that is? Is that my center? Dutch, you understand? Your first stay? Amen? That's an amen. I don't know how to say amen in Dutch. I'd say it. I know how to say it in Uganda. Amen. Hey, but here, here's what I want to give a little side note that I want to stay on this. <clears throat> Alms. Alms. When we go to Uganda, that's one of our important ministries is giving alms. See, we know tithing. We know offerings, but also alms. Tithing is a temple we give to the Lord. Offerings we give to others. Alms is you give to the poor and the needy. We don't think much about this. But when we go to Uganda, they don't have insurance or we have insurance. They don't have those things. So if they have a motorcycle accident, he loses a leg, he's there begging. He's a beggar. There's nothing but begging. And so we would, when we go to the city downtown and things, we would always give alms to someone there. We got to know them. We got to share Jesus with them. <clears throat> and there had one, we were there back in 2003. They had one working red light or a signal, traffic light, one in the whole city. If you know how to drive in Uganda, you can drive anywhere in the world. They told me when I first went to Guyana, the horn is better than the brake. Because you can just beep it and say, I'm coming, I'm coming through. That's what I have to do in Uganda. You just blow the horn and drive. And we would, we got to, we were giving alms and we go that one tropical light and there was cars everywhere like, we were like ants. And the beggars would come and they would see us, Mzungus, whites, and they'd come up. And we got to know them. And particularly, Beverly, do you remember this? That one, there was one woman who was bowed down and her, her bottom was higher up than the rest of her body. Her, her head was down here. And often we were sitting at the light and we were waiting. Let it go over. I could see it. She'd come. Because it just stuck, stuck over our little Toyota, a little bit, her bottom. And we, do you remember her, honey? No? Do you remember? And she would come to us. And a few times she had a baby strapped to her back. But that baby was being passed around. Other beggars would use the same baby. Do you remember that baby? And the ba- one time we were at the light and we're waiting. <clears throat> and this mama comes with a baby. This is the saddest thing. The baby was yellow. Like Almost like a Johnson, because it, it was an AIDS baby, born with AIDS. And we put the window down. Beverly was sitting in the back. <laughs> Beverly sits in the back is the way I drive, and everything. She couldn't see it. <laughs> so we put Beverly in the back so you wouldn't see everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a mission, right? This is a mission. So you do whatever it takes. So. We, we get to the, we have to, we have to, we stop. My girl's in the car, we're in the car. We, I seen that little, the, the lady coming. I had the window down, but this other lady came with this baby. You remember Beverly? She put her baby through the car window and tried to lay it on Beverly's lap. And we were just saying, Hapana, Hapana, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. We'll pray for you. And it was, honey, do you remember that? 
we can't take this baby to America. She was going, America, 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 Americana or something like that. America. Alms. Almsgiving. Compassion. People need miracles. Amen? People need to know who Jesus is. And we drive back home and wonder, where do these people sleep? What do they eat? Where's this baby? You know? It's just like, wow. It's the Lord use us. And missions to Beverly and I are just, we're just moms and dads. That's all we are to people. That's all we are. So I'm going to take time right now, to, uh, right in the middle of my message, just to say thank you. Thank you for loving us and making it possible we can love others. Thank you for sending us to children in Guyana. Hindus in India. <clears throat> the most horrific things you would think of in Uganda. Thank you for sending us and loving us and supporting us and being partners with us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Now, I will say, I will ask this because I am a long winder. What time do you normally close in this? I forget the victory. Twelve? Twelve-ish? Oh, we got them. Thank you. I'd rather have a year. <laughs> we used to always say a year. You know, we always say, you know, the longest I ever preached in Africa was three hours and 15 minutes. I'll just knock off the 15 minutes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Who seeing Peter and John about, I'm going, verse, uh, three. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms. See, this guy was asking for alms. And as what we understand in the Greek, he was asking, he kept on asking alms. Like the guy actually did right. Alms? Do you have alms? He was begging. Hmm? Do we understand church? That God chose a beggar for the first recorded miracle of Jesus Christ in somebody in the New Covenant book of Acts. Do you understand? Woo! He chose a beggar. Here am I, Lord. He asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John and Peter said, look at us. Amen. So he gave, I like this, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. (laughs) He wanted money, honey. Hmm? But you know, Peter knew no matter how much money you give him, he would still be a cripple. So Peter gave him not what he wanted, but what he needed. Amen. Look at us. I wonder if someone said, do you think he was disappointed when Peter said silver and gold I don't have? Can you, can you imagine for that brief moment? Well, brief moment when, when that guy's sitting here thinking, ah, oh, they're going to the temple. I love these Christians. They give a lot. <laughs> yeah. You go worship your God. I'm outside. You go in. But I get your money. Please give me money. Please give me money. Please give me money. 
Peter said, look on us. And he looks up thinking, wow, I'm going to get something off this guy. Amen. I'm expecting something from you. And Peter said, I don't have money. <laughs> Maybe for a brief second, he goes, what? This is not how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to say, look at us, and then you give me something, then you're supposed to go in your temple. Till tomorrow. But instead, look at us. Silver I don't have, but what I have, what I, have I give to you. The underlying message this morning for you, I want to give you, as we're speaking the rest of this time together, is give what you have. What I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Amen. And grabbing him, he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, here's the layman, leaping up, hallelujah, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and what? Praising, Praising God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Here's what we're going to do, since we're a bunch of young people here. I know this is a stretch. We don't do this in church. But we're going to role play this thing. We're going to act it out. Because we're going to learn together. And the more we do it sometimes, the more real it becomes. It just doesn't become another story we hear in Sunday school. Amen? So I need some volunteers. And if you don't volunteer, I will volunteer you. We need a lame... Is it okay to have fun in church? We're going to take a few minutes to do this thing, all right? Because it's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire us. It's going to inspire you to receive your healing. It's going to inspire, uh, 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 inspire you also to give it. We're practicing it. We're, the, we're having fun. We're going to practice it. I need a lame man. I need Peter. I need John. All right? Okay. Lame man. Woman. Who is to be the lame person? I know it's going to be hard for you to stand up to do right away. We need someone. You want to do, okay, you come up, Bob. Is it, what's your first name again? Paul. Yeah, Paul up. You up. Okay, we need, a, we need at least one. We need a woman. At least one time. We're going to do this maybe twice. Okay, let's do one. One special lady. All right. Paul, who do you want to be? Lame guy. Okay, you're the lame guy. Amen. Which one? All right. Peter, okay, Peter or John? Jonette. Oh, Jonah, Jonette. You're Peter. All right, now you remember the story. You remember the story. Hey, praise God. Look, this is a man of faith. He takes his shoes off. In the name of Jesus. All right, you know the story. This guy's the beggar. Peter and John together, you're a team. You walk by and he begins asking for alms. And you say, Look at us. Us. Amen? Didn't he say that? Look at us. He didn't say, look at me. Did he say, look at me? Look at us. Did he say, look, look at the church of Jerusalem? <laughs> no. Look at us. They were together. They're a team. Amen? That's how Peter, mind, his mindset was. They're a team. Look at us. And then he keeps on asking for alms, expecting to receive something. And then you say, 
and I don't care if you have to do it verbatim, if you mess up, it don't matter, it's okay. Then you say, just say, you know, I don't have money or silver gold I don't have, but in the name of Jesus Christ. And you pick him up by the right hand and he leaps up. Okay? Now I'm going to tell you something right here. Here's your, here's your point to preach. When that miracle happened in the Bible, I'm going to get to this. Peter then said, why do you look at us? Like this miracle happened. It was in the name of Jesus. Why do you look at us? I'll read it. Why do you look at us? So he first said, look at us. Then he spoke the healing. Then you turn to the crowd and say, why look at me? It was in the name of Jesus. However you want to do it. You want to be your first day? All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Amen. Woo! Come on! Yeah! (laughs) Hallelujah! Wow! Wow! Hallelujah! Amen! So, Peter, what do you do? There's a couple thousand people looking at you. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Wow. 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 Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Does that stir anyone up? You guys want to... Do you want three more? Do you want to do it one more time? That's true. All right. Come on. We need three more. We need a, we need a beggar, a lame... We need a Peter and a John, a John or Johnette. Johnny. Johnny. All right. Who else wants to do it? Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it one more time. All right. Let's do it one more time. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. You're up. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we got three. We got three now. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Now, I know some of you, it's a little hard. We don't do this in church. But I'm telling you, there's a spiritual thing happening in our hearts, really, about this. This creates faith. Who's the lame person? All right. Forty years. Forty years. And you got to remember, she was not expecting a miracle. Who's going to be Peter? <laughs> wow, that's a miracle. And you're going to be John? John? Amen. Okay. The one that had faith. Who had faith in this whole thing? Was the lame person? He had faith in that name. He didn't say it was because I'm an apostle. He didn't even say it's because of the gifts of healing. I believe in apostles. One of those men up there is an apostle. Francis keeps on planting churches. I can't keep up with them. Right? Gifts of healing. We, we operate gifts of healing. But Peter didn't say it's because of the gift of healing. Peter said it was faith in his name that made this man. We, if we have faith in that name, hallelujah. 
And God wants you to restore faith in the name of Jesus. New Testament faith. New covenant faith. The faith of Jesus Christ. That's what God wants to restore within his church. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why I'm here this morning. Just to tell you that. I might as well go to McDonald's right now. Amen. All right. You guys ready? Ready, Peter? You're on. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, John. Oh, turn to the crowd and tell them who did it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. You know, that's my painting buddy for years. Dennis, how many years to be painting houses, man? Man. Forty years. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you. That stirs me up. When Peter, when, I don't know the exact scripture what we have. Aha! Praise God. Twelve said, when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this question? Or why look so intently at us? As though by our own power or godliness, we made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted. Who was the murderer? Do you remember his name? Yeah, Barabbas. So there, faith says, look at us. But faith also, in its great humility, also says when the miracle happens, why do you look at us? Faith knows when and who Jesus is ministering to someone, and faith also knows when to back off and worship him and give him the glory. We never take the glory, Amen. No matter the gift, Jesus receives the glory. His name is above every name. It is Christ and Christ alone. Amen? And Peter knew how to work that when he said, look at us, when the man needed Jesus. But he also knew when to say, don't look at us, when he knew the crowd needed Jesus. He knew when to evangelize. Now, the harvest is right, Peter. The people are there. And Peter said something very peculiar about the Jews. He said, you denied him. Remember? Twice, Peter said, but you denied the Holy One. Peter, I have a memory. You're not going to get away with this. 
You deny Jesus, well, maybe we'll let you slide. You do it two times, but the third time, we're not letting you go. You denied him three times. How can you tell us we denied him two times? Hmm? How can that happen? Here's where the miracle begins. People, church, that was not the same Peter. Yes, I denied him, but you don't understand. I was out fishing, and I saw him. He called my name. I jumped out of the boat. I swam the shore, and he was cooking. Jesus had a little, little roasting thing there, and he was cooking me fish by the coals. And I was warmed by the coals of restoration. Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Amen. Finally, he said, feed my lamb. Peter, do you love me? He warmed himself by the coals of the world and he denied Jesus three times with cursing. Do you ever hear a pastor swear? That would be something. What did Peter say? Say that in church. What the... Are you talking about? I never met him. Some church I ought to say that sometime. I, I, I don't know. You guys are too nice for me to say, to say, what the hell are you talking about? I never knew this guy. What the crap? I'll spare you. What the crap are you saying? I don't know him. I don't know him. Hmm? But that same Jesus came after me, <laughs> believed in me. He built a fire and by the coals of that fire restoration, I was restored. Jesus loves me. Hallelujah. And then that's not all. On this day we call Pentecost, there was a flame of fire that rested on my head. And I began to speak in tongues. And now I got the fire of the Holy Ghost. I repented from the coals of the fire of the world. I have the fire of restoration. I have the fire of the Holy Spirit. And then he says, you denied him. And then Peter said, you repent. <laughs> Woo! Hmm? When you understand the gift of repentance and the gift of restoration in your life and the gift of God working on you to give you the fire of God, you forget your past. You're no longer that person. You don't wake up in the morning and condemn yourself. You don't wake up in the morning and hear those voices. You don't wake up in the mornings where something is wants to put, make you a slave. You break those chains. I'm not that loser. I'm not that nobody. I'm not that nothing anymore. That's not me anymore. Amen? The miracle, the greatest miracle is Peter's transformation. And because, hallelujah, and because of Peter's transformation, he can transform others. The Word of God was living in Peter. Hallelujah. The Word of faith was in Peter. The Word of life was in Peter. Hallelujah. And as those words that Peter spoke set that man free. Amen. Hallelujah. And then... Verse 15 is really the gospel. He said, and he's talking about you. He said, a murderer free. Verse 15, and killed 
the prince of life, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. In other words, Peter said, and then he said later on that you did it out of ignorance. But what Peter is saying here is even though you kill him, God raised him to life. Even though we sinned, Jesus forgave you and raised you from the dead. And raised you to another life. Raised you out of death. And that's what I love about God. There is always a resurrection. Hallelujah. That's the gospel. Resurrection power, new life. And that's what was resonated inside of Peter was my God raises the dead. My God raises the dead. Come alive. Amen. Come out of the tomb. Come out of the sickness. Hallelujah. Woo. Because he says, which we are witnesses. Hmm. Hey, may we, church, BCF, may we witness God's greatness. (laughs) May we witness His greatest miracles to the hurting and to the lonely and to the cripple and to the lame. Verse 16, that's, that's my main scripture for this morning. And His name, through faith in His name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. In other words, you can't deny it. A miracle you cannot explain, but you can't deny. That's what a miracle is. You may not be able to explain it, but you can't deny it. He's right here. And he kept on hanging. And, and, and then the, the authorities, you need to understand, this is during a strong emphasis of the Roman Empire and also strong emphasis of a Jewish religion. So there, it's all about power. It's all about who's in authority. It's all about who you are, you are obeying. So right after the miracle, they want to know, by whose name, by what power have you done this? It's not like it's democracy. By what king, by what lord, by what emperor has done this? They needed to know who. So the detained, this is cracks me up. I, I don't have the time now to get into all the verses. But they detained Peter, John, and the lame man. And, and the Bible says they took him into custody. My Bible says custody. Overnight. Because it was evening. To examine these guys. <laughs> Can you imagine that? What was the lame man like? Lame, crippled for 40 years, gets healed. Now he has to go to a type of jail or prison. Do you ever think about that? Also, like, also he's in the confinement area. It's like, hey, I waited 40 years for this. <laughs> I can't even run home to mama, <laughs> you know. But I bet he was in that little jail. 
What do you think he was doing? He was going, hallelujah. He was still moving his legs. Thank you, Jesus. You know? Yeah. He was still, he was you know, doing the twists or whatever. He, he, you could have probably shut him up. So all night long, Peter and John had to hear this guy praising God. Or something, you know what I'm <laughs> Lord, can he just do a progressive miracle, you know, a little at a time here, you know? You guys, you know. No. And all night long, the jailers had to see this miracle. They probably knew him. And just like, what is going on? You know. Mm. So I think... Yeah, I like it. I like it says in verse, back to verse 11. Um, and all the people looked at him and, and, and they said, and they were greatly amazed. Greatly amazed. Can you imagine seeing someone that you knew for all those years walking? I mean, just let that sink in for a little bit. Just marinate that a little bit. Someone who never walked. Yeah, I like the way the Bible is from his mother's womb, you know, from we call, you know, at birth. Up and walking. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Jesus. So the next day they get the, the, the all three together. <clears throat> and they ask them, again, verse 7. This, I'm in chapter 4 now. And this is out of verse 4. It says, that's where we get the word, the... The 5,000 believed on Jesus. Men, 5,000 believed. And by the way, church, do you know the greatest revival in the Bible? And the evangelist has to know this stuff, man. The greatest revival, someone said Pentecost. Okay, Pentecost, the flame came, the Holy Spirit came, 3,000 were added, 3,000. Here, 5,000. That's at least 8,000 in the church. But the greatest revival in the Bible, it's not in the New Testament. <clears throat> it's in a book that a lot of you had a hard time finding, including me. I'd be paging through four chapters. You could read this book in our education, ten minutes, no problem. Four chapters has the greatest revival. A little book in the, in the Old Testament, but it's about a big fish. <laughs> Jaws. Bump, 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 bump. When I first saw Jaws as a kid, I didn't take a bath for two weeks. I knew that shark would come up out of that drain. <laughs> Do you remember that? You remember when it first came out? And Nineveh was going to be destroyed. 120,000 people. God was going to wipe that wickedness off the face of the earth. And he sent Jonah. You know what his name means? Dove. He sent the dove. Hallelujah. The gentle power dove. He sent the dove to Nineveh. And he preached, I think, nine words he spoke. And the entire city repented. And God held back. His mercy and saved 120 people. That's the greatest revival in the Bible. 
And it was about God's mercy. It's not just about Nineveh. It's not just about the big fish. It's not even just about Jonah. We all see ourselves in Jonah. It's about a God who's merciful to you. It's about a God who gave Jonah grace. He gave Nineveh mercy and he gave Jonah grace. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. You give mercy to the wicked and you give grace to the believer. He gave Jonah the second chance. His love was so great to those wicked people. That was the most wickedest city. Historian says one of the most wickedest cities they ever discovered was that place. They'd have skulls hanging out the front porch, so to speak, that says, you don't mess with us, we mess with you. They were wicked people. And even the animals repented. <laughs> it did, yeah, the animals repented. The conviction, may we have that conviction of the Holy Spirit. Come, Lord. But 5,000 men believed by one miracle. At verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 9, if we this day are judged, because they were threatened, for a good deed to a helpless man. A good deed, Peter? Well, Peter did not call it a miracle. He called it a good deed. Peter did not call it a healing. He called it a good deed. What are good deeds? What are good deeds? Feeding the hungry. Good deed, right? Clothing the naked. Good deed, right? Digging a well. Those who are not born. Good deed. Healing a lame man 40 years. Good deed. Don't you want to do good deeds? That's all it was for Peter. A good deed. When, when I learned that, I told a total different perspective on healing the sick. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. Peter had that same message. In him, this man stands here before you whole. Peter again to the leaders said again, you killed Jesus. God raised him from the dead. And it's by his name he stands here. He didn't change his message. He didn't compromise. He didn't water it down. He didn't deny this time. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, Peter now. Hallelujah. And then so verse, thir- verse 13 They've known that they've been with Jesus. And they said they could not uh, deny this man was standing with them. They could not say nothing against it. Hallelujah. Oh, my Jesus. That's verse 14. They could not say nothing. When that man is looking at you, they know he was lame. But now he's standing. You cannot deny it. They didn't know what. They're in a situation now. They don't know what to do. The authorities, leadership over this miracle. So they called them and they commanded them not to speak in the name of Jesus, verse 18. But here's what I want to lastly give you before we're going to see another video. Verse 20, Peter said, you know, about, well, God can judge this, but for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. 
no matter what happens in life, you know the truth. And no matter what someone says, that you can't speak in the name of Jesus, you can't teach in His name, it's not healthy for our society. You know, we got to protect people. we got to do all this and do that. And the government says this and that. Peter said, okay, I understand what you're saying, but we cannot help but to speak what we see in here. And what I want for you as a church is to see and hear Jesus like you've never seen and hear him before. I want you to see and hear Jesus even in your own life, personally. A personal encounter with Jesus like you've never Never, ever done before. I want you to know His grace. I want you to experience His love. I want you to know that healing. This is the hour of Jesus in you. Amen? To be just so open your hearts to Him as never before. And I'm making a recommitment to His healing grace. And Beverly and I are together. We're called to a healing ministry. We've seen great things, not so much in America. We've seen great things overseas. But there's more. There's more we want to experience. There's more we are believing God today, tomorrow, and the next day. But Jesus, you are who you say you are. You can do what you say you can do. Amen? We're going to watch a video. Do you ever see someone, a genuine healing Something really that's real. We have a video just a few minutes long. And it's within the last two weeks, this person had a disease that could not walk. that a Crohn's disease also. They could not eat. They were nausea. And they were being baptized. They made a commitment to Christ. They were being baptized. When they came out of the water, Jesus showed up and healed this woman. I want you to enjoy this video. And then after the video, we're just going to take a time together to pray a little bit. So go ahead. Let's run that video, please. I promised you all, I think it was yesterday, that we're going to play a healing tape. I said it wasn't on Yvonne's program. It wasn't on one of our programs. It wasn't on. It, wasn't, it, was, it took place in a church. But this girl, I don't know her exact age. She looks maybe 20s. I don't know. And she could not walk. They carried her to the baptismal. She had Crohn's, Crohn's disease. She could not eat. She could not drink. She was nauseated all the time. And you need to know that because ahead of time, because when you see this unfold where she becomes increasingly aware of what God just did to her during the dunk, if you will. So uh, without further ado, be, let your faith be built up when you see this healing miracle. It's only a few days ago this happened. So go ahead and play that, Jeff. <laughs> She was walking. She was carried over there. (laughs) 
That's the third time I've seen it, and every single time I watch that, it brings tears. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Wow. Wow. Would you stand with me, please? And if you have uh, someone to play the piano or something, that's fine. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> Woo. Isn't God good? He loves us. Amen. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Let's worship Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right where we are, just begin to worship Him too in your own way. Worship Him. Hallelujah. Lord, we love You. We love You. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. We worship You, Jesus. No need is too hard for You this morning, Lord, right now. The last few moments together, just reach out to God right where You're at. Right where You're at. Just like that woman received a miracle. Yes, worship Him this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we love You, Lord. Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last, we worship You, Lord. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. Manifest Yourself, Lord. Manifest Yourself. Glory to God. By your stripes. 
we were healed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, this morning. You are God of forgiveness. I don't know where you're at this morning. Before we go any further, I want to continue to pray. We want to make sure everyone in this room is ready for heaven and right with God right now in Jesus' name. And if you want to make a rededication to Jesus Christ and follow Him, if you want to rededicate your life to Christ, just right, right now, just raise your hand that I can see it. I'm not going to call you forward this morning, but right where you are. We want that. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, you see our hearts this morning. Hallelujah. We confess to you. The Bible says if we believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and we confess him as Lord, we shall be saved. And we acknowledge that this morning for everyone right now, Lord God, who rededicated their life to Christ. In the name of Jesus, receive life, that new birth. Lord, according to your word, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And I thank you for forgiving everyone who has confessed their sin today. There is forgiveness. There is deliverance. There is love. There is purpose in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you, those, those that I saw raised, you can leave this room Rejoicing like that lame man. You can, you can leap and dance and praise God. For God has accepted you and loved you and will give you purpose in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, every, every cloud would go away. Every darkness would leave right now in the name of Jesus. There'd be no more confusion. Someone is dealing with confusion. There'd be no more confusion right now by the blood of Lamb. We put the blood of Jesus on your mind. Confusion, go in Jesus' name. Darkness, go. Amen. We break every curse right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of every curse. We, hallelujah. We speak salvation right now and deliverance over this body, Lord. Hallelujah. The salvation of God to come. The wells of salvation and deliverance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I cry out for this congregation. And I pray, hallelujah, Lord, that your joy, the joy of Jesus Christ would overtake us in the name of Jesus. Joy, the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! The joy of Jesus come. The joy of Jesus reign. The joy of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The joy. Joy, joy, joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus has taken away your sickness and taken away your disease. Hallelujah. Receive, Lord. Pour it out, Lord Jesus. Heal. Heal us, Lord. Take away those diseases. Take away those infirmities. Take away the sickness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We will never be the same. Glory to God. Woo! 
Thank you for that lame man. Walking and leaping and praising God. Thank you for Peter and John. Thank you for Victory Christian Fellowship. Lord, we thank you for any visitors that have come this morning. We bless them. Mm. Hallelujah. We pray for Doug and Fiona and family there in Tulsa, Lord, Oklahoma. We bless them, Lord. We thank you, Lord. They entrust us with this family. We bless their return, Lord Jesus. I got one other thing yet on my heart before we release. If, if you really believe in our Bible, the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, talks about gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one gift is miracles. Another gift is healing. And if that's you believe you operate that gift, I just write to acknowledge that before God. Just lift your hands. If that's you believe that, you just refresh your spirit and lift your hands before the Lord and say yes to that. Yes. Yes to that healing. We say yes to that gift, Holy Spirit. The word of knowledge. We say yes to the word of knowledge in this congregation and at Wawa or at Turkey Hill or at Walmart. We say yes to healing at Walmart, Turkey Hill, at the schools. We say yes to miracles on 422. In Lebanon, wherever, Anvil, wherever you are, Lord, we just give it. Whatever you are is a miracle. Wherever we are, there's a miracle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do we have time for a testimony? Can I give you, can I give you a quick testimony, please? I've been working a lot of hours and doing the ministry, and I'll do blue-collar trade. I got a new over my head. I was complaining to Beverly. I'm sorry. And I went to Wawa one morning. I'm a Wawa guy. I get my coffee or whatever. And I'm sitting in there, and there was a person going into Wawa, a different nationality than I am. And there's another woman coming next to her, a young, beautiful girl. And this lady stops. And opens the door and lets that girl in. And the Holy Holy Spirit said to me, you go in there and you buy that woman whatever she wants. And bless that woman. That woman, whatever. So I walk in there and I have a little thing. Already Steve Hoffman has this thing because I knew I'd just let it go. So I'm walking to her and I saw her at the ATM. She's ordering and she's ordering and she's ordering. I'm thinking, are you ordering for the whole office? Then I couldn't find her. And as she walked by me, right, right by me, and her hands were full of, she calls it sodas, all this stuff, chips, sodas. And she's walking, I'm not kidding, she's walking like this. And I'm saying, okay, um, I'm just going to leave now, Lord. And talk about how I may have heard you. But then the other Steve Hoffman says, this is going to be interesting. So I, um, I couldn't find her. And I have a little bit of thing. Here's the, with that certain people, because they take their time. See, I'm sorry. I'm a 64-year-old white guy. When I get up, I have my money right there. I just 
I'm in and out. I don't talk. Well, yeah, I do talk more. I'm getting older. But I don't. Anyway. So I couldn't find her. She's go, I, And also I look at And she's walking around. I'm like, I mean, she's walking. And she's got, and I said, walking right towards me. <laughs> I'm a cat, and I'm saying, and I just blurted out and said, do you have everything? <laughs> I've never met this woman in my life. She didn't even skip a beat. She said, I can't find the line. I said, the line's right here in front of me. And she's loaded. So I said, you, you opened that door for that young girl, didn't you? She didn't say a word. I said, you opened that door for that young girl. She said, yes. I said, because you blessed her, I bless you. And I said, Jesus told me to bless you and to buy you whatever you have this morning. I thought she might be Baptist. <laughs> but she didn't say nothing. She couldn't talk. She couldn't talk. She got... And we're in line now and she's piling everything on. I don't know what it came down to. Maybe 26 bucks. I don't know. I think it was 23, 20. What's the 34? <laughs> Do you see it? <laughs> if you ever want to know something's true, ask my wife. That wasn't even evangelistic. Okay, 34. It was 64, right? No. Okay. So anyway, there she was. And so I looked at her. She, and then she finally she said, what's your name? I said, Steve, I'm a missionary evangelist. And again, I want to bless you because you bless someone else. And God wants to bless you. This is your day of blessing. And I walked out. Never seen her since. The next day, I'm at a Turkey Hill. I usually don't go to Turkey I went to Turkey Hill. Turkey Hill is Gobbler's Knob. Turkey Gobbler's Knob Hill. Anyway. And I walk in there. I don't know why I'm there. I get a coffee. I've seen an old drug buddy of mine back in 1975 when I was a little hippie. He's in there. I might have seen him twice since then. And I might have heard he might have had a God thing. I don't know, but he's standing there. His name is Bob. Bob, how are you? Fine. And just like that, I looked at him. And I'm frustrated. I'm working a lot. But I got this Wawa thing from yesterday. I'm riding nothing. Thank you. I looked at him. And all of a sudden he came. I said, Bob, Jesus loves you. He just looked at me like, good. Yeah, I know. So I left. In my car, he's now getting in his truck. I didn't know he was, I thought he was going to linger in there. As I'm getting in, I looked at him and said, hey, I wind my window, well, pressed the window down. And I said, Bob, it's really good seeing you today. And he just stopped and looked at me and said, Steve, it really was. See, he needed to hear that. Now, you may not be like me. I get that. But I'm sharing about what we reenacted here. This is you. The real you is up here. This is life. There's a heaven and hell. God wants to use you right where you're at every day. Every day. Every day. The Wawa, the Turkey Hill. I'm encouraging you to be that Jesus to that crippled man. Amen? So, Lord, we, we, we dismiss with that. Let's just be Jesus to the cripple, to the lame. The lame needs a name. The man needs a lamb. Let us be Jesus to the world. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Use me. For I have faith in your name. Woo! The name of Jesus of Nazareth. 
that wonderful, woo, perfect, holy. There's no greater name. There's no sweeter name. The name's above every name. The name of Yeshua HaMashiach. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Did you, do you want to close or how we do that? That's the close. Hey, go in peace. The Lord be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.